The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for my betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're in the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines, for the Super Bowl, games on the weekend, games during the weekdays, and all in between. And you know, I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my book is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HOOPBALL, get your deposit matched up halfway to a 1000 bucks. Head over to my book if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best, bet with my bookie. Again, welcome back. Thank you. This is Lawrence Brooks. I'm with the Hootball Mavericks podcast. I am your host, and we are back off of a win. Mavericks get a win. Much needed. Starting to stack a couple in a row now. Starting to stack a couple in a row. Beat the Timberwolves tonight in a game that was a little scary. Ended the game. It was Final score was 127-122. Mavericks win, but they had to hang on in the end. Now... As it started out, you know, as we just for the for the most part, we'll go over this as a post game report. And this is just a lot of what I saw during the game. I was very pleased at the way they started the game. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're going to get your mojo back, no better team to get your mojo back against than the Minnesota Timberwolves. I mean, they're missing their best player. They're already not great as a basketball team. And when you got kinks that you're trying to work out or you're trying to get off of a you're trying to, you know, shake the cobwebs in terms of losses and get back to things that you're good at. This is a good team to kind of get your get your mojo going. And that's kind of what they did. They came out in this game. They started out extremely hot. Um, Porzingis came out knocking down three pointers, hit four of his first five shots. He was unstoppable, as he should be with a team that really has no answer for him. He was a clear, clear mismatch all night long. And for him to finish the game with, you know, he had 27 points, 13 rebounds, six blocks, that lets you know that he his presence was felt in this game because there was nothing they could do as him protecting the paint, protecting the rim, uh, running the floor, spreading the floor, keeping things open for the other guys. It was just easy pickings for him. And for Luca, who finished the game with 26 points, five assists, eight rebounds, he did have seven turnovers. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But collectively, I like what I saw from this team tonight. Everyone came to play. And like I said, playing the Timberwolves never hurts. And it always helps you to kind of find your footing and, and get going a little bit. Dorian Finney Smith was really active defensively. He only had one steal and one block to go along with seven rebounds and seven points. But he was a guy who was very, very active defensively. 
Um, he took the assignment of guarding uh, Anthony Edwards, who's a rookie, obviously, Malik Beasley at times, um, switching out, um, making sure to keep his man in front of him. I really loved his defensive effort tonight. Same thing with Maxi Kleber. A guy who just brings his lunch pail is a guy who can shoot, won't always have high shooting numbers. Again, I mean, tonight he only was he was two for four, had five points. He was one of two from the three-point line. Far cry from last game where he had 16 points and eight rebounds. But, but again, positive impact for a guy who is a role player that is relied upon nightly. And they, they got their guys back. And they're starting to look a little more comfortable. And, you know, more so than making shots, that's what I was looking for tonight is to see how comfortable guys were. Because with guys trying to come back from COVID, it takes a few games to get your feet up under you. But then also as a team to gain some cohesion, that takes a little bit as well. And each game that they're playing together, they're going to gel a little tighter and it'll make things a little more um, a little more helpful for them in the way that they can start to deal with some of the nuances of some of their assignments, some of their calls, some of their coverages on defense, some of the things they want to go to offensively, late game situations, out of bounds situations. All of those things are, you know, are part of the game that when you're missing guys, it may not look like a big deal, but it really is a big deal. So having all hands on deck makes it easier to try to work on execution with some of these things as you move forward. And as we saw tonight, Everything was clicking in the first half. I mean, they were shooting lights out. They put up 71 points. And they were, and this is the third game in a row, I want to say, where they've been plus 60 in the first half. So scoring has has been, you know, not as big a deal for them, even though they're still, I still have questions about their shooting. Because again, tonight, they came back down to earth a little bit. They shot 35% from the three. That's not what I want to see as they were 12 for 34 overall. And they shot 51% from the field, and they did a really good job of getting to the basket, getting more high percentage shots. But again, a team that's predicated on shooting three ball, they will have to continue to improve. I don't know how that improves overnight, but the guys have to get better at that. But we'll take a win. We won't take it, you know, we won't worry about it too much because at this point, just need to stack wins just need to stack wins because they're so far down in the standings that it just they're they're in 14th place at this point they're two games now they're only two games out of eighth place so that's the good thing about it i mean they're two games back they're 11 and 14 eighth place nuggets are 12 and 11 so i mean three games i guess um i misspoke there a little bit but overall the point of the matter is if they can start to put together some wins, they put themselves back in the hunt, and at the very least, they can get into the play-in opportunity, but there's a lot of schedule, a lot of games left to be played, and a two-game winning streak, we'll take it. We will take it. So again, back to as I was mentioning about the first half. So Porzingis comes out, and he's on fire. He sets the tone for everyone. And that makes it easier to settle into a game when you got a guy who comes out and he's already cooking. I mean, he came out, hit his first four threes or first three threes and hit his first four or five shots overall and just got the team's morale going. You could just tell they had a different bounce in their step as they were playing this game. Then you get Tim Hardaway Jr., who's made a couple of threes. Then you get Maxi Kleba. Then you get Luka, who... 
obviously didn't shoot well from the three-point line, but just as a playmaker, being able to dictate pace, being able to get to things that they want to do offensively, that all played a role as well. And so they took a 71 the the first half in the first half they had 71 points. And overall they had 71 and the the Timberwolves had 51. But in the second half that flipped. So the final score was 127-122. The Mavericks only scored 56 points in the second half, and it was a sloppy second half. I mean, careless turnovers, um, bad shot selection, um, not making shots. And that's the other thing about the fact that they're shooting badly is even when they get hot, at some point in the game, they get cold again. And getting cold will allow for teams to get back in the game when they really shouldn't be in the game at all. But again... One of the worst shooting teams in the league gets hot, goes extremely cold, and then all of a sudden, it's a game. And in the fourth quarter, this game got extremely close, way too close for my liking, and I'm sure way too close for their liking. They have to learn how to close out games, especially Luka. As great as Luka is, that's one of the next steps in terms of him getting to that next tier of superstardom is being able to take a lead and control the game and then close out a game. And again, he was only one for seven from three. He took a few really bad threes, and I mean, shots that they didn't necessarily need. And I felt like they were taking this team for granted because they knew this team was not really that great. And so they felt like they can get a win because they could just, they felt like they could do whatever they wanted to to get a win today because the, Timberwolves weren't much of a threat and that's a dangerous mentality and that might not that might not have been what they were thinking in all actuality but as I'm watching the game that's exactly what I'm thinking because the shot selection shot shot selection sometimes can tell you how much a team cares or does not care about their opponent and especially in the second half I felt like they they got comfortable with a big lead and just start getting careless with their shot selection, careless with the basketball. And Luka was the ringleader. He had seven turnovers. Now he was able to make a few plays down the stretch, but that's entirely too many turnovers for a guy who handles the ball as much as he does. And again, they only shot 35% from three. They made majority of those three-pointers in the first half. Malik Beasley alone had six three-pointers in the fourth quarter. So that just goes to show you where the Mavericks were lacking in the second half. And I mean, a, a lot of that had to do with um, missing assignments as well and, and not getting opportunity. I mean, not rebounding consistently. The, the Mavericks were in a haze in the second half in terms of trying to just establish the same level of dominance that they had in the first half. Now, it's obviously a game of runs, so you're not going to just steamroll a team from start to finish. That's rare because these teams are too talented. And maybe they thought because it's the Timberwolves, they're missing Carl Anthony Towns. D'Angelo Russell leaves the game. He doesn't even play in the second half. So maybe they thought that this was going to be easy money. But as they come to find out, this, this team was scrappy the entire second half. And shout out to Dwight Powell, who actually was really active in this game. He had 12 points. He had seven rebounds. He had uh, two assists. But 
they this might be the, as he continues to find his way back into rhythm and get as healthy and continues to get healthier from his injury it looks like this bench role is really working well for him especially of late he's coming the game his energy jumps off the screen when you watch him play he just looks like he's playing with with a lot more assertiveness than he was earlier in the year when maybe he was just trying to make sure his body could function now he's he's chasing loose balls he's he's chasing rebound he's rebounding in traffic a lot more consistently and he's making his presence felt out there and it's great to see because he's one of the more athletic bigs that they actually have on the team and so the healthier he gets the bigger the bonus is for the Mavericks and today that was also a a point of you know something to point out because that's something to monitor moving forward because they have they also have they struggle with finding a guy who can be a rim runner and that and with their offense being as wide open as it is now they're not shooting the three very well but they're still known as a three-point shooting team and if you got a guy who can who can run the rim and get those and get those easy baskets going flashing down down into the paint that will be much much better for them in terms of just how they function overall because you'll mix in some of the easy baskets with some of the three-point shooting and so Dwight Powell, a guy who kind of did a little bit of that last year where he would just be a rim runner and run the middle of the floor and be ready for lobs and be ready to be in the dunker spot when necessary. Um, if he can get back to some of that, that will be that will be very helpful for this team. And if they're not going to shoot the three ball very well the rest of the year, they will need to find a way to manufacture easier baskets um, and, and more importantly, two point baskets. So that'll be more of him getting, you know, diving to the basket, more more post-ups for Porzingis or using him from the free throw line down. But, you know, they can get away with it with a team like the Timberwolves. But when you play more quality uh, teams, you might, you know, they're going to have to make some adjustments. But again, a win is a win and we'll take it. But in the second half, they the, it was completely flipped. The, the Timberwolves scored almost 70 points or right at 70 points. And the Mavericks had 56. They were completely outplayed in the second half, but they made just enough plays to pull this game out. And so it's a learning experience. You'd rather learn from a win than from a loss, but they have to figure out a way. And, you know, thankfully, Tim Hardaway was four for nine from the three-point line tonight. That was helpful. And again, I talked about Luka. He shot the ball as well as he has all year from the three-point line when they played Golden State. Then he comes back this game and he's one for seven. You got Josh Richardson, who was one for four. Dorian Finney-Smith only took one, but he was 0 for one. Jalen Brunson's 0 for two. I mean, these are guys that they need to make shots on a consistent basis. And in the second half, not only are they missing assignments and, and getting outplayed and getting out hustled, but now they're not making shots. And so they're not going to have the luxury of being up 20 points on a team and then being able to just find their way make a shot here, make a shot there, and just kind of skate out with a win, they're going to have to actually close teams out. So while I was happy with tonight's win, I think that's the thing, the overall theme for this game is that it got scary because the Mavericks are still learning how to close out teams, but they're still learning how to play with each other. They haven't had much time on the court with each other this year. So it'll be important moving forward for them to take games like today and be able to apply that to situations as they move forward. Hopefully this was a learning experience, especially for, and I think that 
I think Josh Richardson still needs to have opportunity to be a playmaker. I think that he can be helpful down the stretch as a secondary ball handler. I think they could get I think they can get Porzingis more involved as well because if they can use him from the free throw line down and use some ISO situations that'll get him easy baskets, which they do some of, I think that will also offset some of the lows they have late in games or in fourth quarters when they're not really quite sure what they can go to. And then on top of that, they're not making shots. So when you're not making shots, it just creates uncertainty across the board. So um, so hopefully that's something that they can do and something that they can apply moving forward is how can we manufacture easier shots down the stretch and get to some sets that really work for us, either for Porzingis or for Luka or using Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson as a secondary playmaker because Tim Hardaway is going to shoot regardless. We know that. But if they can get some of these other guys to or most notably if they can get Josh Richardson involved more in the fourth quarter because he ultimately made the shot that sealed the game today he got it swung to him he jabbed dribbled hard to the key made a made a shot right over right over Malik Beasley and that was pretty much the ball game or might have been Ricky Rubio but when he can he can put the ball on the deck and make plays and I just think he needs opportunities to do so and I think the Mavericks would be better for it if they did that or tried to implement more of that. But overall, great team win. Um, we're on to Atlanta on Wednesday at 430. So I'll be looking forward to see how they can use some of what they did today and apply it to the game on Wednesday. Um, and they might do a little bit of what they did last time, which is double team Trey. But you know, every game's a stepping stone. Every game they're learning a little bit more. Every game they're they're figuring out and they're getting a little more used to um, the grind of playing almost every other day. Because again, this team was hit the hardest by COVID. So being able to pull out two wins, we'll take it, move on to the next. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Again, subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms. Download, leave a five-star review. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. And you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at LB Said It. That's L B S A I D I T. And at Hootball Mavs. Always trying to live tweet. If not, still give us a follow. And we'll definitely be talking all things related to the Mavericks. You guys have a good night. See you on Wednesday. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.